Okay. Press the button. I have pressed the big blue button. <laughs> it wasn't blue when supposed... I pressed it. Uh. It turns blue to let me know that I have pressed it. I'm glad they don't make it a big red button. I would probably press it too many times. OBS would create like 15,000 fraction of a second recordings that edited together oh would not be good. No one would want that kind of content. Unless someone <laughs> does want that kind of content and I'm not here for them. They can find their joy where they want to find their joy, but I'm not going to make that content for them. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the content that you were looking for or something Move like along. that. Yes. Speaking of Move moving along. along, hello and welcome to Pack Tactics Season 4, <laughs> Episode 23. Only Episode 23. You've gotten a lot of done in 23 recordings. Uh, 22 despite, so far. Des despite despite dodging the plot <laughs> at least once. Go talk to the barbarians? Nah. The plot is what you make of it. You can't escape oh, yeah, it. But... Wherever you go, that's where it is, because the plot is what you do. As someone in another campaign fails to realize. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I do not have plots. I have plans. I don't have plots. Well, you know that... I never took up farming. Well, you know that plots and plans are what uh, GMs use to cook with. Plots are... They have connotations, I am told... Of being villainous. I am not villainous. I say while riding on top of a skeletal hand. <laughs> you say plots are what GMs used for cooking and cut to crash. Plots and plans. <laughs> trying to drop um, cannon fodder NPC bullying cubes into the soup. And like, right, these will dissolve instantly and add a nice general flavor. They're not dissolving. They're not. They've all been adopted. How... They adopted an entire Cobalt Clan. Mm -hmm. This is not the Cobalt game. Actually, this one is the Cobalt game. The other one is where Cobalt got adopted. But never mind about that. I am Crash. I will be your DM for the evening tonight. I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Beth, Ellie, Eo, and Jen. It took me this long to get to that part. We're going to have a fun <laughs> game tonight. What happened last time? We found Petey, if I recall correctly. Yes. Who's Petey? <clears throat> a robot. <laughs> Petey is from a future that hopefully doesn't exist. Well, technically, most so, of their parts were created in the distant past. And yet, the wave functions in their crystal emanated from the distant future that hopefully won't exist. Because it was a bad future. Because the other group, in cause and effect, didn't like that future. And sending them back did things to the time stream that prevented another group like them being sent back. So a messenger was sent back piecemeal, not all at the same time. And it uh -huh. just so happened that you found them on the wrong freaking planet. Uh, at least we found them. Yes. And they would like to go to Circulus. Well... I think that literally nobody liked that future, actually. I don't think even JR liked that future. I think not liking that future is why JR was um, doing what JR was doing. Yeah, I believe that it was indeed the, the whole impetus for turning into the big bad was having issues with things and trying to make the issues go away and everyone said no not like that and then it was you know like jr no and and then it was jr yes and then the next thing you know the 
hells have been invaded and Asmodeus is dead and poor Mo has to take over because somebody has to take over. And then you've got warlocks and... And we well, are not playing that campaign today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but every now and then it's fun to emphasize oh. that both campaigns exist in the same timeline. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Petey would like to go to Circulus. Okay. And it turns out that this, uh, this Cobot Forge that you have brought Petey to happens to be able to produce helms. They don't normally get produced here, but the schematics exist in the forge, so it can be done. So 314 is making a helm to order. Ideally, we want a couple. If you want a second one, you're going to have to wait another day, but you can wait another day. Might be a good idea just to have, you know, a spare. Okay, that can work. So during this time, you get to realize that there seems to be a fairly good working system going on here. Let me check my notes to make sure I'm saying things right. So Bog Chipped Claw is running interference. There's a lot of overgrowth that has suddenly appeared around the area. I don't want to say appeared around the Cobot Forge. The Cobot Forge is underground, but there was a building that was higher up. That building is now overgrown so that Something flying overhead, be it a small bird, a kobold warlock who casts flight, maybe a dragon. I don't know if there's many dragons in the area, but possibly a dragon flying overhead wouldn't be able to see it very well. Bog is on top of that. Anything approaching on the ground, Bog is taking care of as well. Bog has his ways. Uh, 314 is managing the forge and all the kobots in the area. Yes, you did find a prototype admin. It's on their list of things to manage, but technically they still answer to a different admin. So they're waiting to hear back from the other admin as to whether or not this admin should be activated and a new cohort should be created here. Cohorts usually only have one admin at any one time. It helps reduce, um, what's the right word, cross-ordering of admins who think that they have all the information, maybe they do and maybe they don't. Yeah, admins who have not gained sapience tend to (laughs) do okay, but then there's the issue of if you have two computers accessing the same drive at the same time and one of them is overwriting data that the other one doesn't expect to be overwritten, you start to get into problems. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to introduce the concept of... Stuff you you put on bagels? when When you need to access data... You put a lock on it, and then after you're done, you release the lock, and then it can be modified by somebody. Except in this particular case, data was a metaphor for cobots. 314 walks up to you. There is a padlock holding their mouth shut. <laughs> oh, no. They just point oh, no. at it with a stern expression on their metallic face. <laughs> oh, no. It is, by the way, a comically large padlock that they can slip off easily. But they've been ordered not to. <laughs> oh no! So someone else has to remove it. Yes. Okay. It, it was, was good in theory. Say, I was going to say that actually there's a related concept that would work here, but I'm not going to say it because given that I know how three one four is going to react to the concept of a worker. Is that like a hot tub? It could only in this campaign setting lead to cobots unionizing. <laughs> well, the um. 
I forget exactly what they're called, but the little cobots do look kind of like crabs, so it would make sense that they would live in a pool. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to. The DM is, I'm one with the force, the force is with me, I'm one with the force, the force is... But oh. your character doesn't have force, force powers, Crash, that's the other game. Your character has high explosives. I'm the GM, I'm all the characters. Oh, well, true. Mm -hmm. For what it's worth, the idea of a worker pool is that you have a group of workers mm -hmm. in a pool. And workers workers can only accept orders when they're in the pool, and they leave the pool immediately upon accepting an order. And once they finish their order, they return to the pool. And get a nice oil bath? Yes. Okay. And that's how you, that that's the standard way for preventing overlap in multiple systems requiring access. By the way, I, I need to specify because characters have done things over the top canonically multiple times. An actual padlock appearing on 314's mouth does not happen canonically. That is That does not take place. What does happen okay. when applying locks to characters or creating worker pools for for cobots is suggested to an admin is that's not how they have been instructed to do it. So they'll take this under advisement, but they're not going to do it that way. <laughs> it is quite possible. I'm not going to require roles for this. If, if you think of it on your own, that's great. If someone else nudges you and says, by the way, this is probably what's happening. That's okay too. 314 would probably bring it up. Um, unless a cobot has achieved sapience, which is more common in some models than others, but it is a random thing. They tend to follow the letter of the law that has been given to them. They only start to think creatively after they have achieved sapient, which is why cobot designs have changed so infrequently. It's why the R&D room that you encountered was run by kobolds, not mm -hmm. cobots. Yep. The creativity doesn't enough. exist. The DM had to apply limitations to his creations, or it would be... Grey Goose scenario, but oops, all cobots. <laughs> anyway. I am going to ask, actually, what needs to happen for an admin to recognize that I'm in charge in a way that will allow me to give orders that supersede longstanding? Well, you're certainly a representative of cobalts, so there are some orders that you can give. But at the same time, it has become clear through contextual clues that while you might be representative, you are not a high-ranking official. <laughs> so it would probably need to be someone who they determined to be of a higher rank. Uh, Sniv might have been able to pull it off. High-level bard who also happened to be the ruler of the moon for a while could probably have pulled it off. Unfortunately, he received a light sentence. <clears throat> Thank you, I'm here all week. <clears throat> In a month, I'm sure... Someone will be here to start giving them lots of suggestions for how to change their ways. Hopefully, not Chroma. Or maybe Chroma. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Yeah, I could help get this place running. Great and terrible. <laughs> that, Honestly, that's, sort of... that's probably one of the easier other PCs to handle having here because she would just immediately lock herself in the forge and do chroma things off screen for the rest of the campaign. Every now and then we flash over to the forge with 314 in there saying, okay, all right, um, let's start Operation Megazord, Mark II. <laughs> um, these pieces are all way too large to come out of the dragon mouth there. Gonna have to do it piecemeal. Oh wait, it's five different um... robots? 
What's Sorry, that? we've gotten off track, haven't we? Ellie, were you saying something? I was going to say that I may send a note back to circular, either with PD or via sending, saying, will the circle of tales please declare me, please grant me the purely ceremonial title of, does this world actually have a name? We've been called, we've Forge been called the, the, the Kobold homeworld or the Forge world. Have we heard the Kobots refer to it, refer to the world as anything or the dragons? They've been referring to it as the world. They've some. It has sometimes been referred to as Forge World. If you ask Mari what the world is called, Mari gives you the draconic or, in her mind, low celestial word for <laughs> world. For the same reason that we do call the, the Earth Earth. Do the Kobots know what... Do, do, I mean, if there were other Forge Worlds, do they happen to know if this one has a number there were going to be more forge worlds probably this was a prototype oh okay. so, so the world is pt sorry pd starts singing we are the world no one likes it <laughs> ellie what was that i am going to ask the circle of tales to name me govern governor and satrap plenipotentiary of the forge world they add graham poobah to the title and send you a reply that says, yeah, you got it. It does nothing to change what the admin are doing because you I, are the authority. You're, you're handing them a self-signed certificate. Yeah, I, I need them to actually send a note when they send something back here. Yeah. Because we're, we'll tell them that PD is on the way. The Circle of Tales has off, also offered to send you a hat. A hat would be excellent. It may or may not be a fedora that they stitched the title onto the side real quick, but it will be a hat. That's fine. I can deal with that. They promise it will not I be a trilby. They've need, learned their lesson. I need a note, and I I, see, I need a signed note, and I need a symbol of authority. A hat's good enough for me. They offer to send you a flag. Perhaps a talking stick with a shiny rock on it. This sounds like a silly suggestion, but Longcap is actually suggesting it. Uh, based on their sociological observations of kobolds and what <laughs> conveys importance. I take oh, it the, back. The, the stick Grand idea. Nagus, Bezos, Stone Tail. <laughs> the, the stick with the shiny rock on the end seems like a that. great idea. And they offer to send you a stick with a, a shiny rock on the end as soon as representatives of the circle of tales stop fighting over whose turn it is to hold the stick okay i know the comic that is from girl genius yes but i don't read girl genius so i'm seeing this entirely out of context that is definitely somebody who's not amused but that's a very fancy hat that is approximately yeah and it's got his name spelled wrong even better all right so back to wolfenbash schmuck guy that's because Jaegers like hats. They're very impressed yep. by them. He is not. Anyway. 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 So while this is happening, Dirkia, no, sorry, wrong person. Um, Smedin is doing the heavy lifting that needs to be done. So if there's any larger supplies that, yes, the Cobot harvesters could move, but it would take an army of them and they'd have to whittle it down and then move it piece by piece. Smedin comes over and just sort of like backhands it into the pool of resources. Thank you. No problem. And sometimes heavy lifting involves crunching something that was slightly too large for Bog to take care of. 
Sometimes incineration is called for. But Smedin's pretty good at that. We're glad Smedin is, is being socialized. It's weird having allies. There's multiple moments where it seems like it's a negotiation to get something done. And then other times it just seems to click where, yeah, this is the right thing to do. If, if Smedin understands, oh, if we work together towards this goal, this task and this task and this task needs to be done, then it's all good. But if Smedin doesn't see all the pieces lined up, sometimes it takes a longer conversation and possibly some negotiation. It happens. Um, I mean, that's fair. Like, like any relationship, there's a lot of talking going on. But moving yeah. forward, you spend two days, you get two helms, they are transported to the rail system in the fake mountain that you used to get here. We use the sending. Sorry, I want to do the sending message that um, should be written down somewhere. Oh, I'm sure that you've been sending lots of sendings. Yeah. I, and then recovering. It's, it's been two days and you've got spell slots. So do I have enough spell slots for sending because it's it's a higher level one, isn't it? Um, that's, yep. Third level. It's third level, but Utashi's got three third level <laughs> spell slots and a fourth level spell slot. So technically, mm. if you're not doing anything else that day, you could send out four sendings. Oh, wow. Hey. <laughs> for Utashi, sometimes it might need to be four sendings. One message. There, there, <laughs> One there, message there might be some verboseness that takes place. Mm-hmm. There may occasionally be some ad-libbing. She's from Meatballs Clan, that's why. <laughs> Wait, oh, sorry, he has it. Hmm? Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry has three of them as well. So yes, okay, good. I would like to note that it was not planned that when I when Dezah took Sniv's plan, I did I it had not occurred to me that I would be taking over the bureaucracy of running a forward. Um, <laughs> well, this world did not end up being anything that the Circle of Tales or its representatives thought it would be. So the train is all loaded up for you to head out. And if I remember correctly from an off-camera conversation, one of you is not coming along for the ride this time. Uh, Yeah, Deza is going to stay here and uh, try and organize things and get production started. Although I am told that Cog Chipclaw is going along, not for the entire way back, but to cohort 0512, I think it is. Uh, that's the cohort that normally builds the helms out of raw materials that are sent from the inner surface. And that's the one that 314 is from. But there needs to be a lot of interfacing going back and forth between the forge and everything else. And Cog happens to be a kobold representative, not an incredibly high-ranking one either. But the argument can be made that he has seniority, if only because he is thousands and thousands of years old. Mm-hmm. Yes. That'll do. I'm That'll not going it. to say it's because he's more competent. <laughs> we but, should... Sorry. Also, we kind of want to get Cog away. There is that. There, There is that, and it's agreed it's a good plan. Cog is aware of that underlying reason, but doesn't fight it in any way. He has programming that's built into him as a gear-forged. Gear, is that the right term? I forget. Probably. Um, it sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds very much like Warforged. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, but it sounds familiar, and then I think you called him that. But- it is quite possible. I'm pretty sure it had gear in it. I'm trying to find my notes 
of what stat block I used to create COG, but I renamed most of the mentions of what the stat block used to be into COG Chipped Claw because that's his name. It's okay. I'm going to remember this in the future. That was a problem for future me. And I am future me. And now it's a problem. <laughs> yes. There yep. is a GIF for that that I keep favorited because of moments like this. There we go. All right. So, <laughs> in any case, they're programming. They are aware of it. They are aware that their programming makes them be okay with their programming. And they also are aware. So, so they don't resent it in any way because they can't. But they also are aware that it can cause logistical issues and they understand that moving them away from this environment is a way to reduce those logistical issues and mitigate them. Ah, there we go. Yes, gear forged. Thank you, Ellie. All right. When we get to the center and drop off cog, I would suggest, sorry, would like to suggest that we might want. Are people talking? Yes. 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 Okay. My headphones done. Oh, right oh no. That's the. The second time this session that someone's headphones have died. Mm -hmm. The session is the death of headphones. But I like the ones I'm wearing. I don't want them to go. <laughs> Me either. My I think <laughs> that what killed mine somehow was Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> oh, okay. Did they turn into a mind flayer? Considering... That the effect that they had when breaking was to become eldritch and echoey, and I was wondering while playing Baldur's Gate if the update had somehow toggled on some illithid effect and stuck it over all the audio for some reason. It's it's a new release. Bugs like that happen. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I think the headphones did turn into a mind flare. Oh, dear. I should be in some way happy with the fact that you yes-anded so well with my question. And yet somehow I'm not. <laughs> and welcome back, Ellie. Can you hear us now? Yes. My headphones forgot they were connected. To oh. I blame Bluetooth. Yeah. I've been taught to blame Bluetooth. I haven't found... Like, I want to blame insert name of OS here. But I can't because pretty much every OS I use, Bluetooth is a problem. There's a common denominator there. Mm -hmm. Bluetooth is a problem. Yes. Yep. <sighs> anyway. Sorry would like to bring back, to bring along something that will maybe help repair the gap between the tracks. Oh, you don't need to worry or about that. There are plenty of resources already. Uh, when it comes by to something, she means uh, uh, cobots, cobots who can do repairs. There are plenty of cobots that can do repairs in the cohort zero five one two. So huh. those are going to be sent out as you go towards the crater. Excellent. Yes. Little line of harvesters going up, 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 up. Well, they're put in the train car with you. Yes. Good. Some of them right on top. We go into the wild blue yonder. No, we're trying not to. <laughs> Although I was thinking of a thing that we could mount on a tram car that would have the, um, the helm and ship on it. And so when the tram car breached atmosphere, like got out into the open, it would just fling the, the ship up and give it a boost. 
I'm very concerned by a, a trebuchet with a ship loaded and helm loaded on it, mounted on a tram car. No, no, no. This, this is these ideas are gold. Let me take some notes down. Uh, I need some paper. It's not a trebuchet. It's a ballista. Okay, true. But trebuchet is a fun word to say. You must admit. It is, but ballista, ballista is also a fun word to say, and so is the kind of ballista that typically gets mounted on angel ship, which is a mangonel. Because it mangles people? No, because it's French. Ah. <laughs> mangonel sounds like a great name for an anominee angel. I have a terrible habit that I've developed, which is fidgeting with the left key on my... I've got a mechanical keyboard, and so all the keycaps come. And so I fidget by taking it off and spinning it around and putting it back on, which does terrible things when I'm focused on a character in Foundry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to double click on your character and make sure, yeah, it has inspiration. Okay. (laughs) During my move, I found a keycap from back before keyboards tended to have keycaps. Oh, no. It's red and says panic on it. You had a panic button. I have a panic button keycap. Excellent. That was originally attached to the keyboard I had at the time with double-sided tape that it came with <laughs> when I bought it. <laughs> it was pressed frequently. But moving oh. forward, you make it there. Sorry, there's many there's involved. You make it to cohort 0512. You are very much aware that the admin there has not achieved sapience. They are intelligent. They process commands. They can think about how best to solve a situation, but there's very little creativity. It's mostly pre-programmed stuff. If one plus one equals two, then use a value of two, stuff like that. Only more advanced. Because best for it this way. Because you are aware of this, you don't 100% feel sorry, but still slightly feel sorry for them because you are, in fact, leaving Cog Chipped Claw with them uh-huh. for an extended and non-determined period of time. I'm sure they'd send Cog back to people eventually and and making sure that the location where that white dragon was is kept clear of dragons is probably good. Fortifications but, are yeah. being added. Good. There may, in fact, be some mangonels. Well, if they had the blueprint programming. Cog has this idea of attaching a mangonel to a trebuchet to increase its range. Well. <laughs> this idea has been shot down, unlike anything that was a target of said mangonel attached to a trebuchet. <laughs> Those targets were not shot down. Those targets continued to fly their intended trajectories. All right. So moving forward, when you get to the crater, which was an area that if I check my notes that I was writing previously, Dirkia. Dirkia is the name of the dragon that was at the crater. And the humanoids that had been in that area, that particular group of people referred to as the Karusites. They're mostly nomadic, but if there's an oasis, they tend to make a more permanent settlement. This is a fairly big oasis. We're just going to brush aside the fact that it's an oasis because the crater, upon its creation, cracked through a bunch of pipes that then leaked out water. (laughs) We're not going to bicker and argue about who's got the water rights for this particular area. It's here. You might as well use it to grow plants and stuff. Water your Uh camels. Unless someone is insistent that there's no camels. It happens. Mm-hmm. There's probably fewer camels when there's a dragon around, but... 
um, well. Well, it depends. In any case, when you arrive, the the crater's location was mostly triangulated. Some programming was put into the train car so that it would slow down to a stop. The idea was, okay, well, it's designed to slow down to a stop anyway if there's rubble on the track, but if the rubble has been removed and re- been replaced by a great big nothing... Might be a problem. Might be a slight problem. So we're just going to have it slow down when it sees a great big nothing ahead. That'll be fine. There's a lot of pillows in the, the front of this car, right? No, but there's five-point safety harnesses. Okay. Oh, all right. Time to so, stay in the five-point safety harnesses as much as possible. And if you lay down on the your particular bench, then it's a 10-point safety harness. Longkep could probably do with a 15-point safety harness. I am slightly concerned by this statement. Well, you're long, so if you take up three seats... Should, am I doing something that involves me being placed in a safety harness? Well, when this thing breaks, it's probably going to break fast. The last thing I heard was people talking about seizure weaponry, and I was somewhat distracted because of this conversation did not involve me. So, um... We're, we're talking yeah. about the taking the tram to the crater where the Karasites and Dirkia the Blue Dragon are. Oh, we're taking the... We're taking the okay, we're taking the tram. That's fine, then. Uh, the I was so going... worried someone was going to shoot me out of a cannon. Or a ballista. Not yet. <laughs> Oh, no. The, the day campaign is young. Is young. <laughs> My understanding is it did happen in season two of Pack Tactics. Uh-huh. Why do you think I was concerned? <laughs> Look, you don't There's have precedent. the ability to have four wings. If you can't become a dragonfly, that decreases the likelihood that you'll be shot as the projectile. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. Okay, so the train is programmed to slow down to a stop when it detects a great big nothing in front of it. So it's a bit disconcerting when instead of slowing down, it shudders, drops a few inches, and skids across a makeshift stone bridge. I, re- I really hope we don't fall off whole long distance. The You were in the first car. That makes it through to the other side, although it is not on the rails when it gets through to the other side. There's a few no. carts towards the end that you're pretty sure did crash into the water based on the splashes you heard. You think you heard splashes. It was kind of hard to tell with the sounds of screeching metal and impact and the sound of falling rocks. Because apparently that stone bridge you went across was not up to kosher regulations. Although you do very distinctly hear after all of the sounds sort of fade, a booming voice go, It worked! For a certain value of worked. Well, I am glad it worked for a certain value of worked. And a harness, I think. The train lurches and starts moving backwards as a large dragon grabs onto one of the protruding train cars and pulls you out of the tunnel. Okay. Welcome back. Hmm. Where were Elder Bridge. Maybe we just need to reinforce this one. Oh, at this point, the harvesters are already exiting the cars en masse. Harvesters, that's what they're called. Uh-huh. Some of them are Hi. pulling out railings from storage. Into the stone bridge yonder. 
Yeah. Hi, 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 T. So you know those videos that some people have made where they play various songs by using floppy drives that just spin up and spin down at different rates. Mm-hmm. Cobots tap. The tapping can right. be done at different pitches depending on the surface. And for some reason, their tapping sounds like hi ho. <laughs> But just that over and over again, because it's too small a sample to get a copyright infringement. They're a river dance. Yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking river dance. Oh, the little tappies coming out. Oh my gosh. A line of cobots just all tapping in place and occasionally moving a little bit to the left or the right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes spinning around with a partner. (laughs) (laughs) Songs is not yakety sax. That's a bridge too far. And we're only dealing with one bridge that they're currently building. Right, right. <laughs> Hi. Go sorry. In a kind of help. That was a lot of adrenaline. So, um, welcome back. One, two, three, four, five. Are there more of you or fewer of you than before? Um, fewer? There's- I mean, unless, unless we brought righty and lefty. There's technically more of you if you include righty, lefty, and peaty. There are fewer right. kobolds, even mm-hmm. if you include all cultural kobolds. Fewer kobolds, more skeletal hands. Ah, that makes sense. Anyway, you're just in time. Another trade caravan arrived. Oh, a trade caravan? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's an oasis. Lots of trade caravans come in here. It's one of the reasons I scouted it out as a possible there. Uh, don't. Tell the Karasites, but I've been drawing out negotiations because every time another caravan shows up, they give me a gift. Mm-hmm. Honestly, kind of fair. You, you, you could probably not have to draw out the, the negotiations with the Karasites if you just pro- if you say that maybe you'll split the gift depending on the gift. Then they'd be in on it. Then I would get less gift. That is exactly what his response is. Last time they gave me a whole cow. If we split it, I wouldn't have a whole cow. I'd have a portion of a cow and a big pool of blood. True. Um, are you keeping the cows to make a herd so that you can eat them later? Or are you just eating them when you get them? I mean, if I'm not hungry right away, I might keep them for a little while, but... You know, I fry them up pretty fast. True. I'm just thinking that if, if they're alive I, when you get I, them, you could make a herd. I have a, I have a herd. Do, are you not familiar with dragons? Do you not know we keep hordes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Start there's hordes and there's lunch. Uh-huh. But if occasionally you keep your lunch, then and you get the a bull occasionally, then you get cows who have little cows and. It seems like it ought to be possible to make self-replicating lunch. Yes, but here's the thing. That's what all of them and Smedin just sort of... Not Smedin. Smedin's the red dragon. This is Deerkia. Deerkia just sort of gestures with one giant forepaw towards the the lip of the crater. That's what all of them are going to be worrying about. Okay, point. I'm just going to worry about the fun stuff. And zapping anybody who tries to steal the herds so that, yeah, that makes sense. I already said the fun stuff. Right. <laughs> Point. Anyway, like I said, 
New trading caravan just arrived. I'm going to go make an entrance. Have fun. Have fun. There, there is well, a, a whoosh of air as you all get blown backwards by giant blue wings flapping. Then he goes over the edge of the crater. I am the great and powerful Dirkia. Fear me as... Ah! Uh-oh. Maybe we better go. What happened? You don't know. You're in the crater. <laughs> Long Kev, mm-hmm. can you shape Earth some stairs? Mulder. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Step by step by step. It's not actually repeating the yeah, <laughs> spell name, but Long Kep is repeating the incantation, and that has about the same effect. <laughs> it, it would be the cultural kobold thing to do. Yeah. But, <laughs> by the way, as you are casting Mold Earth, the kobots have already done a considerable job. One, repairing the car, the, the tram cars. Two, moving the railings across uh, for the train rails. Those look like they'll be completed before the support structures are put in place. Your best guess is the support structures are not necessary except when there is a car moving across at that speed. Seems fair. Yes. The question is, can we get up higher enough to find out what's going on? Oh, well, yeah. You, you, Dear, you're are getting you okay? stairs put into place. Yes. So, Bipaki, there was a fearsome blue dragon appearing. How did their fearsome appearance end up falling short? <laughs> it misjudged where the edge of the chasm was. And place its back feet in midair. Certainly be short. It's a good one, though. The funny thing here is... Okay, there are many funny things here. But one of the funny things here is, because of where this takes place, and who is able to witness it, the kobolds who have previously seen a different dragon smack their lower jaw on the edge of a cliff, (laughs) possibly biting their tongue in the process, do not see this happen. (laughs) <laughs> it is a different oh, okay. kobold who has not seen it happen before. Okay. But it's happened twice, so that makes it, means we'd have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's amazing that it's happened twice. <laughs> I, I will not say that the misjudgment is because someone was casting mold earth to create stairs and thus changing where the lip of the crater is. Oh. <laughs> I will not insist that, that, that is why. Maybe. But I will, doing leave that, I will leave that as a possibility, and we may or may not speak of that further. <laughs> Dirkia would prefer to not speak of it at all. Reasonable. The stairs were a response. These stairs, anyway. I have you no already idea have inspiration. <laughs> I have no idea if other spellcasters may have been creating stairs, and I recall that last time Longkep was here, there was stair creation, so there might be other staircases around. <laughs> Considering this is the source of water for this entire settlement, there's probably multiple ways down and up again. However... Ah, uh, jeez. Angfield, nobody say something. Let's, do we have a spare cow? Uh, we got a round camel. Do we need it? Um, do we need it? I- I've been told it's actually a cow, and I've been calling it a camel for the past two weeks. It's a camel. Oh, no. <laughs> do we need it? Do we need it? <laughs> um, I've been told this is why we brought it. All right. So, um, get out the saving face cow. Bring out the saving face cow. 
and you hear a voice further back, bring out the saving face cow. A voice oh, further no. back, bring out the saving face cow. The voice closer up, you're further <laughs> away. I've got it. It's fine. I'm further away. You've got it. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, a cow is brought Remind forward. Remind me, we've got to install an in- intercom. <laughs> we did install it on the ship. Yeah, that's fair. The intercom system, I want to say, is a bunch of cans held together with string. <laughs> of course, but, thing there. But it works, which is important. All you have to do is have things holding. To- no, wait. One of Bapaki's crew has a half level in artificer. Ah. You might think, but a half level one doesn't of the do old anything. Hands. Hmm. One of the old hands, a third edition crew member. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that thing that was shared recently of if you really want to mess with your party, have the Lich be so old that they use the stats for Lich from the previous edition. from different editions. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) What about concentration? Oh, (laughs) there's no such thing from this edition. (laughs) As was pointed out in a different Discord, this implies that there are copies of the old spells out there. If you could just just find something old FTs. I'm just looking over the bookshelf right next to me. I mean, we've encountered a magical artifact from a previous edition. Not in this campaign, but we did do that. Yeah, that's true. You're giving the GM ideas, people. Oh, I already took notes. Uh oh. I went and found another GIF just for that. The gem could not be made again because the laws of reality had changed. (laughs) Yep. Orbs of Dragon Control, I don't believe exist in 5th edition either. <laughs> Just saying. Gosh, if, if only we knew characters who could change the laws of reality. Don't make me use the GIF again. <laughs> okay, so... Climbing stairs. Everybody places. <laughs> we are expecting the dragon. Not so much that. Um, nobody mentioned it. So let me paint this scene for everyone, because... We introduce this character directly into the plot without introducing this character. Ellie, what does Bipaki look like while addressing their crew? Uh, I have to look. Oh, she does have red skin. Okay. Um, Bipaki is a tall kobold. Definitely a kobold. Red skin, pirate clothes, and a tricorn hat with a feather in it. And possibly over the past month may have become the captain of a pirate crew. Yes. Has definitely become a captain. Whether or not you're pirates is up to who's asking and how much control they have over you. Yeah, we don't... I was going to make a particular joke, and it turned out grimmer than I thought. <laughs> we don't put the Jolly Sniv up unless we're raiding them. What if we're just drinking port? Because, you know, the rum's gone. I saw the rum gone. <laughs> That's a Saturday night, and it's supposed to be a private event. <laughs> I love every moment of this. Also, while Bapaki is facing her crew and explaining this, one of the crew members just points because directly behind Bapaki is a large blue dragon resting its head in its forepaws, just watching the scene play out. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I heard someone might have a gift for me. Bring out the cows. Here it is. That, by the way, the cow is being brought out, but it wasn't the cow mooing. It was the crew member trying to speak cow. <laughs> even better. Yes. Yeah. One did of that, them thinks did that. that come through that, did that come through that I was doing it out of the side of my mouth? 
it it felt that way to me it really felt that way here's the dragon bring out the cow (laughs) so bipaki's crew are very skilled at what they do but when you have long bouts of time in open water you find things to pass the time so i mentioned there's a crew member who has taken half a level in artificer which doesn't mean anything, but they have an interest. The one who mooed at the cow has taken half a proficiency in cow. <laughs> I was going to say took half druid? a level in druid, but I like oh, your idea better. Not, the cow one is better, yeah. <laughs> proficiency in cow as a skill, a, a weapon, or a vehicle? A language. A language. <laughs> ah. The crew member will assert that there is overlap in the Venn diagram for each of these possibilities. Yes. Historically, um, on Earth, cows have been used as weapons. Oh, no. Yes. Is this Mostly why you say someone's trebuchets. been cowed? Trebuchets yeah. and catapults. Yeah, you fling them over. If you're besieging a city, you fling them over the walls when they're dead. And yeah. if someone gets hit by them, they've been cowed? Well, you don't try to hit someone specifically. If you do, bonus points, but it's a way of trying to spread disease in the city. Well, yes, but you're ignoring my pun, and I'm very sad. (laughs) Well, if they do get hit, the cows are very heavy, so it's possible they'll be turned into a cow pie. Mm -hmm. Oh. (laughs) Even if they don't get turned into, even if they don't get smashed completely, cows are still very moving. Uh, <laughs> you know we we are milking their these puns for all they're worth, but I think we need. And that's noble. <laughs> they're cheesy, but they're the best I got. Oh my! I think they're very gouda. <laughs> Somewhere far to the west of me, Millie's cheese vendor sense. Actually, mm-hmm. that would yeah. be cheesemonger. Cheesemonger sense is tingling. I just. Because, hmm? I hope people. I hope people listening to this stream don't. F- think I'm a monster for making these puns. I love my Saturday nights because of my friends. (laughs) Slash fish Ellie. Slash fish Ellie. (laughs) Slash fish Ellie. It's not working. Ah, wonderful. Thank you for the cow. I'm just going to take this and put it out back with the others. Um, you go keep on doing what you're doing and if you hear any lighting blasts, don't worry. It's, um, it's brunch time. I'll just put this over here with the rest of the cows. I'll put this with the cows who are not currently on fire. Now I can put it How with the cows who are currently cows, on fire. Right? What's that? How ghosts count as cows, right? Cows. Interesting question. Skeletons? There's no skeletons. Are we sure? Yes. Although Deerke is a dragon, they are also an expert at making bone broth. <laughs> Plausible. <laughs> World-class bone broth chef. Plausible. Um, Jen's just stepped away. Do you want to take five? Sure. We've been playing for just over an hour. This is a good time to do that. Yep. All right. We are back, and there has been some hemming and hawing, and that is a much larger image of Bipaki that has been p- placed in the chat. Wonderful. That That is, um, that is definitely a... Cobalt pirate who believes they are smooth talking. Exactly. They may or may not be rolling well on this, but they believe they are. And I'm here for it. Either way they roll. Uh, so, Bapaki, as your saving face cow is lifted off in some level of distress, 
a group of adventurers come up over the edge of the crater. Oh, excellent. I was looking forward to trading with the villagers, but the more the merrier. Let's see who they are. Come on, Ingville. Thank gear. Most of the adventurers are short. Well, not short for cor- kobolds, of course, but... I believe one of them is petite. One of them is long. That's right. Mm-hmm. The rest are a good height. Okay, Petey and Mori are kind of tall, but we're not going to hold that against them. They can't help how they were built. Longkep can be tall, but in this case, Longkep is most likely long. Although probably taller because riding on a skeletal hand. <laughs> that could be. And... But sitting down. I think even sitting down on top of a skeletal dragon hand would have you be taller than the average kobold. Indeed. May or may not but when be- Long Cap sits down, Long Cap is about the standing height of the average kobold. So it's like if a kobold was riding on a skeletal dragon hand. And the DM should point out as a reminder to all, both participants and listeners, you were all on a kobold long-range angel ship for a month together. So you all recognize Papaki, even if Papaki is dressed in a different manner than before, although you were all on a ship for a month together. So maybe this is exactly what Papaki was wearing for a month. I'm leaving that entirely up to Ellie. There was no dress code on the ship. Papaki has a wonderful new outfit donated by someone at a port we... um, with one directionally the sort of donation <laughs> where you liked it so you took it look the way economics works trading of goods and services it doesn't always have to be for cash it just has to be of things that are valued somewhat equally they may have given you things that were worth more in resale value but you left them intact and really what's how much worth you put in that arm of yours? It's one of those your money or your life things, clearly. It might not have been said out loud. It could have been heavily implied. Uh-huh. It cost an arm and a leg, and I gave them an excellent. <laughs> they got to keep both arms and both legs. Presumably. Anyway, um, the Pocky is, like, the Pocky has noticed that there are adventurers and is going, okay, more people to sell to. It had, she has not yet twigged. She has not yet noticed that, wait a minute, those are awfully familiar adventurers. And we she have a seven. definitely not yet twigged. <laughs> <laughs> that is a seven on a wisdom ability check. Oh, dear. Maury's frozen like a deer in headlights going, there's more of them. There are more of them. But Pocky is going to greet the village elders or whoever she trades with. Oh, yeah. There's several representatives of the local nomadic tribes here. That is a five on a charisma ability check. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Spending your uh, your inspiration on. (laughs) I I endorse this because I can give you inspiration again. Now that's a 19. Much better. Much better. They are very interested in the things you have brought them because they've got plenty of food. This is an oasis where they grow things. You brought them goods that are built outside of the wastelands, out of materials mm-hmm. they don't have in the ashlands. They are very interested in these. And the blood and will wash out probably. Happy to tra- we are perfectly happy to trade food for other things. And they are very happy to trade food for other things as well, with the direction going reversed. 
equal traits and not um, one-sided traits. This is definitely not a one-sided trade because usually when there's a one-sided trade, a dragon is not involved on the other side. There are probably a I, lot fewer people who want to be raiding this place now that there's a dragon. I strongly encourage people we're trading with to trade with us fairly. And I trade with them fairly because if they decide not to trade with us fairly, then I have to buy ammunition. <laughs> and all your biggest guns are bolted to the ship. Yeah. And it's just, it's a hassle. So just be nice. Be, be fair. Don't make me murder you and take the stuff i'm trying to do good but don't don't make me put your body up on a cross as a warning to other people don't do that just be fair from the top of a low hill nearby you hear i like that little one with the funny hat <laughs> so we're trading fairly with the earth of the sea Kanuki Stannies. Kerosites. Kerosites. It's like kerosene, but kerosites. Oh, right. Carousels. They do have a way of going around. <laughs> We're trading fairly with the carousel. Yes, the trading is going excellently well. Wave, wave. The preliminary trading Sorry? has concluded. I mean, you've reached the point where it's, uh, okay, have my people talk to your people to figure out the rest of the logistics. We, yep. we figured out the prices that are going to be used. Now it's just a matter of where do we put this thing and where are you going to put that thing? Sorry is going to wave while ambling over because it doesn't look like anyone is, is messing with uh, Dirkia and Dirkia is missing thing. Every time Sorry <laughs> waves, PT also waves in the same direction. And PT comments on how it feels very natural to just wave. They weren't expecting that. Well, if you want to get someone's attention in a friendly way, you wave at them, right? No, that's not what I mean. I I don't know what I mean. You're allowed to like to wave. That's also not what I mean. Sorry, blink, blink. Is it one of those things you're not actually allowed to say to other people? No, there's no safeguards in place to prevent me. It's just finding the language to describe it. It's like remembering something... That isn't one of your memories. Take your word for it. I'll have to take my own word for it as well. I mean, I've got a lot of things that aren't my memories that I don't remember. So, you know, that's why they're not my memories. Yes, but you've been You two around. are having the weirdest conversation. Is this like... Hi, Bipaki. how you... It's Bipaki. good to see you alive. Bipaki immediately does one of those fake kung fu things. Because it has taken her completely by surprise that you know her name. Wait, so, you're, you're the other cobalt? Wave, wave. Long kept waves. I thought you died. We thought you died. I splashed down in a river, and then um, <clears throat> I decided I had a ship, and then a whole bunch of pot, a whole bunch of people decided to follow me. That was fun. Several of Apaki's crew are nodding at this. They've I had a lot of fun. I believe that Sniv is currently dead. Well... I assumed everybody was dead. Kind of worried, but we were hoping. And we found a few others. Well. Malo is a lie. That's the right, that's the right name, right? I didn't just say the name of some random other character. That's the Molo name. is a swobold. Okay. Actually, no, Molo is not mm -hmm. a swobold. Molo is um, a dragon shield. Oh, wow. Uh, and 
Ertos is a cobalt inventor, and I believe they are either siblings or cousins. I think my notes say they're cousins. Kind of same difference with cobalt. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's they're very loosey goosey on uh, figuring out how the family tree works. Ertos is also alive, and we have there was a stowaway. The stowaway was alive, but the stowaway has left to murder things in the forest with a druid of dubious sanity. Yeah, that tracks. So, uh, what you up to? Getting back. And this is. Hang on just a second. There's a there's a particular GIF that I want to use here. Uh-oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think the best part about these GIFs is this is a audio media. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, one, means we're not violating copyright law by including the GIFs yep. in the release. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But this is the face that Bipaki is making when she's saying, So, what you up to? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's cool. You have... (laughs) Now, Maury's been through an awful lot, and Maury has started to become a bit more jaded by events that would cause those new to Cobalt Kind to question their grasp on reality. But if that is the expression that Bipaki makes... (laughs) Somehow... Keep in mind that Bipaki's face is that of an alligator. (laughs) Mari is sufficiently unnerved and moves to stand behind Petey. <laughs> we have ascertained a way to return to Circulus when it is required, though we, aside from Petey, are largely not going yet, as there are things that we need to do. I need to understand what the mm-hmm. I need to understand what the dreams are about. And a major religious organization decided that we are at war. They decided this by trying to dissect diplomats. It was rude. Dissect diplomat. Us. We were the diplomats. Well, I mean, that's kind of thing we do. Not for fun, just you know. We don't dissect diplomats. No, not you. Me. You dissect diplomats? Not because they're diplomats. They You're not were, supposed to dissect them when they're being diplomatic. They were more eager to keep their possessions than their lives. Ah, piracy, not medical experimentation. I mean, we've got a chirurgeon. I have a half-level in cleric. Well, I'm more than that in cleric, so there. It's true. I should stop announcing that. I have half a proficiency in medicine. Look, you found a bone saw. That's not the same thing as half a proficiency. I used the bone saw in combat. That's still not the same thing. Bone saw might be useful. You know, that's the the thigh bones connected to the, well, not anymore. (laughs) The necromancer sitting on the giant hand says a bone saw might be useful. I feel that there's something. Longcap considers, looks down and points. This was a skeleton when we found it. Sorry, I was interrupting. We've been sinking to the waterways. Uh, How far have you gone on the surface? Certainly an interesting word. All around. Also under. It was sort of on then, too. Just not the same on. Cobalt. 
yeah, I get we tunnel as a race. I'm I'm not real big. The world it, is hollow. There was a sun what? in the center of it. Are there oceans? Mm, I don't think I saw any in oceans in there. No oceans, though it was quite humid. Yeah, it was more of a rainforest. Hmm, and also a dragon forest. Full of dragons. So there many dragons. between them. I don't know. The routes between dragons? And new, it's hollow? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's a constructed world. You know, we thought that this was the cobalt That home? explains a lot. Uh-huh. You know how we thought this was the cobalt home world? It's well, not. I'd like to make sure that no one else is in earshot of us. There is a True. big dragon on top of the hill who, based on what you know about dragons, can probably hear everything you're saying, as well as the crickets who are having a loud argument on the other side of the crater over there. Sorry, oh, doesn't mind if the dragon hears. Yeah, I mean, you know. Long kept minds if random people here. We're probably talking in Traconic now. Or Cobaltic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we only mind if random clerics here. I.e. Maury. No, Maury can hear. Yes. Maury, Maury tries has to not been be here. Random. Maury tries very hard <laughs> to not be random. There's enough <laughs> beings that are random as it is. Many of them NPCs. Maury mm-hmm. wants stability. <laughs> Poor Maury. And she's stuck with us. Yeah. Maury did stifle half a chuckle or laugh or something. Maury made a sound when Bipaki was told the earth, not the earth, the planet is hollow and went, that makes complete sense. Because to Maury, that made no sense at all. (laughs) To be fair, what Bipaki was responding to was this world, this is a construction Constructed. Uh-huh. They made it. I hear a bark bark. Yes, it's my neighbors. Aww. Three little bark barks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's obviously stuff in the oasis and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Every society on this planet has dogs. Except for the cobots. <laughs> Unless you count the harvesters as tiny little puppies. Yes. So, you went all over the surface of this world. And then Mostly you through this world. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then you found another world on the inside of it, because this uh-huh. world, despite everything, is like a shell. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And guess what's inside it? Caramel. Beside the sun. And dragons. So Lots many dragons. dragons. So many dragons. An absolutely scary number of dragons. The world is a forge. Really? Mm-hmm. And all of this you did without me. I'm sorry you didn't land next to us in the snow and get accused of being a weird dog by a bunch of horrible you little mammalian- You got accused of being a weird dog, too? Yes, uh-huh. by a bunch of horrible little mammalian children who were planning to eat us. Oh, and I, I was told them told- I'd eat them, and they ran away. No, oh, they, they- It's a thought. I was trying to be nice and polite. Next we, time, I suppose. When you, you walk up in a new port, you have to establish dominance. Dominance and a cool head. Three things dominance, a cool head, and a sense of style. Four things dominance, a cool head, a sense of style, and a ship. What I about the head? one of those things? Mm-hmm. Technically, we all have cool heads. We are cold blooded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Technically, I do not have any blood at all. Warm blooded here. <laughs> we, as in. 
these survivors of the ship who were potentially being confronted by strange children that desired to eat us. It was very rude of them. Wait a minute. You have, it's been a month. Let me see if I remember. You have a wizard. Uh huh. Yes. And a cleric. And Two a clerics. Yes. Two. And mm-hmm. someone who's very tall and someone uh-huh. who's also very tall and looks like a robot. Mori is also a cleric. Yes. I try to be more of an artificer these days, but yes. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with being a cleric. There's nothing wrong with being a cleric, depending on who you've been raised to serve. Yeah. I suppose it is a little bit awkward considering that, um, well. This is Rich coming well. from Sori who doesn't know who their deity is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is possibly to aware of it. is some kind of spellcaster. I believe I'm a paladin. That is not... Made a horse. Made a, a steed thing. I don't believe I made it. Invoked it? I believe the term is found. I found it. It kind of appeared. Yes, and then I found it. I have issues with that terminology. I'm less than a week old. That's a good point. And you By already way, get to big steeds. <laughs> the... the period of time between 24 and 48 hours after activation of PT were the most insufferable. <laughs> For the first 24 hours, PD got to say it's my first day, but hadn't really caught on that that was something that they could say a lot and get away with stuff. Mm-hmm. The second 24 hours, I was born yesterday. Mm-hmm. And oh they my. had understood that that had some weight to it. <laughs> And now less than a week. Yes. But just you wait. Eventually, they'll start talking about how they're going on one. (laughs) So, Hmm? you went to the inside of the planet and you came back? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Technically, I was on the inside of the planet. Helm! We had to go get a helm. Put on your head? That kind. No, that kind shoes to fly a spelljammer ship. Right. Oh, are we going back? I believe most of them are not going back, but... I have pressing concerns that need to be taken care of on Circulus. I will be traveling. Oh, well, I've got a legitimate trader crew who, uh, yeah, they need a captain. Mm. Always got to have a captain. What's legitimate mean? It means completely legal. Ah. In the case of piracy, this usually means that some type of authority has given them permission to be pirates, depending on them not pirating the authority that has decided to let them be pirates. Although, yeah, me. Yes, I was beginning to discern that the authority that gave permission was Bipaki. So, if they are privateers, it is by a very broad stretch the definition. Well, technically, we are representatives of the Circle of Tales. Currently, the only ones on planet, but I am not sure that is entirely something we wish to be represented by, depending on who is being privateered. Smash cut to in-chamber meeting of the Circle of Tales. Okay, next item of business. Um, ending the policy of looking the other way when there is piracy done by kobolds on non-kobolds. Um, this has come up multiple times. It would improve our relations with the other nations of the world and elsewhere. Uh, yes, we recognize the clan over there. 
what if we really want the stuff? An excellent point. We will table this for further discussion and meet again next year. Smash cut back to the party. <laughs> that sounds Given better. that most of the nations that we have met besides this one have decided that war is inexplicably the only option, perhaps the chances are good that it was legitimate privateering retroactively. We do legitimate trade as much as we can, but uh, hey, Anvil, where's Hyrdus? Uh, probably getting into their business suit. We're supposed to wear the business suits, right? Yeah, typically, but we we usually do that before we arrive. He didn't want to wear it while he was wrangling the cow. She, incidentally. Okay. She didn't want to do that while she was wrangling the cow. Oh, there were um, incidents previously. I don't think I would want to do that either. Um, and the Pocky goes running off to the ship. I'm going Call to say him. that... It's Hyrdis, his name. Okay. I'm going to say that there's no way you're going to run to the ship because you're too far inland, but you can definitely run off to where your caravan is. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> here it is! Here it is! Um, they come out of a... It's like one of those tents you see at an old-timey beach that's only set up for changing into a bathing suit, wearing <laughs> a very smart-looking power suit. It does have shoulder pads. Oh, Hyrdis, you look, fa- you look fantastic. Love the shoulder pads. They're not... Too much, you think? No, 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 no. Perfect. Okay. Um, I you, like if you were if you were gonna get stuck in a like if you were crawling through a tunnel and you got stuck, they would be too much. But no, this is fine. Ah, wonderful. Um, they're not actually padded, and she hits one and it goes clank. That's fair. This power suit has an armor class. <laughs> anyway, I have something I've got to do. It's going to take a while. We haven't dug the latrine yet, but I think they have something here already, if you ask around. I may be some time. Yeah, they, so, they do have a latrine. Do you, need, do you need reading material? I'm passing my hat to my first mate until I get back. I mean, I'm sure the, their latrines have clearance for headgear. I mean, oh, oh, are you serious? Yeah, there's other kobolds. I got to make sure they don't get stabbed okay mostly are you actively handing your hat over right now yes she takes it with the reverence that one usually reserves for a sacred relic oh yes i am passing the tricorn hat with the feather to my first mate do you have a spare here it is this this will make you match your character artwork because your character artwork doesn't have a tricorn hat (laughs) exactly (laughs) so here this is the first mate and Ingvlid, I can't pronounce. Hyrdis is first mate acting captain, and Ingvold is quartermaster. I'm making sure I put that on my notes correctly so I can forget it later and have it be my fault. Okay. As all my notes are my fault when I don't look them up. <laughs> I still have not looked up whether or not you've actually been on this planet for a month or not, or whether in it took you a month to get piracy, here. In the age of piracy, pirates pirate ships had two chief officers, the captain and the quartermaster. And the the captain and the quartermaster could countermand each other on anything except the quartermaster could countermand the captain on distribution of loot, and the the captain could quartermand could countermand the quartermaster on battle decisions. We're pirates. We're not uncivilized. Exactly. <laughs> 
We have Taco Tuesdays and everything. And pirates could generally vote the captain out. So captains adhere to this because the alternative was um, where they, they stopped voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pirate ships would often have contracts with set payment structures for injuries and stuff too. It was, yep. it was. Pirates were survi- surprisingly civilized the era. And oddly close to being a union. <laughs> yeah. That does make sense if you were going to have a uh, an occupation driven by violence and taking other people's stuff, then you generally need a lot of rules about how you are going to do it, lest the yeah, violence and stuff taking occur within the group as well as outside it. <laughs> Yeah. And when you're all exactly. stuck on a boat together, the organization oh, yeah. is really important. Mm. Yes. Which actually is the joke in Epaki taking one of the big one of the big suites. Oh. Is the captain <laughs> the captain of the ship typically didn't have like the quote captain's quarters unquote was typically a meeting room and storage room. <laughs> like that's where people went to plan where they were going to do the next thing they were going to do. The captain slept in a uh, hammock bunk like everybody. <laughs> oh, hey, there's an RV An RV with a pink tag. What on earth? Everyone looks in shock as several camels pull a Winnebago across the ashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What, what caught my attention was the pink tag, because pink tags are how Lansing says this dwelling is uninhabitable. Okay. Uh- so that must be a disaster of an RV if it's got a pink tag on. Concerning. Um. Anyway. Yes, I'm ha- I'm handing off my captaincy to Irdis. I think I understand. Take care of yourself, Captain. You do the same, Captain. And I salute. They hesitate for a moment, then put on the hat and salute back. Y'all listen to Irdis until I get back. There's several of the salutes sent your way. Not. You don't have your entire crew here right now. There are people doing things that they need to be doing because of the trading that's taken. But those that are here salute back. There may or may not be one or two tears. Please understand, there's a lot of ash in the air. Some of them might have allergies. Yeah, Yeah, right. Obviously, it's, you know, mass allergic reaction. Nothing we can do about it. Uh, Young Jimmy over there is allergic to cow. Thank goodness you got rid of it. Yeah. (laughs) Careful, some of it may be aerosolized by now. Sorry, dark joke. Uh. The trick is you don't overcook the steak. You only need to hit it once. <laughs> Preferably a glancing blow. And then you don't r- rip into it too um, enthusiastically. You've got to let it breathe for a little bit afterwards. Let it rest. Then turn it over and do it again. After I salute returning. Does this mean you're coming with us? Well, sounds like you've got a whole new world to explore. Something. Someone the in the background the starts singing a whole new <laughs> Just because Mickey Mouse is out of copyright doesn't mean everything. Mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse isn't. Mickey Mouse is probably in trademark these days. Steamboat Willie is out of copyright. They'll actually let Mickey, fall off. Mickey Mouse, the character, is out of copyright. The iteration of Mickey Mouse from Steamboat Willie is definitely out of copyright. Yes. The yeah. updated the, version. Yeah, not. anything after Steamboat Willie. So you you can't use anything that was added to the character after 
Mm-hmm. But the the version of Steamboat Willie that's in the version of Mickey Mouse that's in Steamboat Willie, as long as you ensure that anything you add to that character is original, you can do whatever you like. Which is also why there's a horror movie starring a non-copyrighted version Winnie of Winnie the Pooh that is not wearing a red shirt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, hello, welcome to D and D and C. And the C has a little circle around it. (laughs) And TM. Yes. As Bapaki heads back and says, hey, it looks like you've got a whole new world that you're exploring Mm -hmm. and you're going to need my help. Uh, The voice that's heard from behind Bapaki is, right, you heard the captain. I'm the captain now. And and orders start being barked left and right and everyone immediately stops saluting and starts running around as they are told what to do. Most of them starting to do the thing they're going to be told to do before they're told to do it because this is not their first day. <laughs> and I think that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Thank Seems reasonable. Thank you, everyone, for this. I, I see how it is. <laughs> I only get half the episode. <laughs> yes, but you're going to be a star in every episode after this. A star, you say? Well, until Just as long as you aren't physics. Oh, no, you took care of the thing that turns people into physics. Now you got to fight dragon gods. None of you told Bapaki about the dragon gods. I- Sorry's trying to be sensitive about this. Not a single one of you told Bapaki that you may have committed some light blasphemy against gods who are actually ancient dragons. That seems blasphemy. like a private conversation. Yes, we should have that. Blast for everybody in the room. Check under your seat. You didn't even have a flag. And you get a 95 thesis. And you get a 95 thesis. <laughs> <laughs> These theses are all the same. This, is, this one just says, give me your stuff. This item two, give me your stuff. Item three, I said to give me your stuff. Okay, that one Did is slightly different. Did you write these thesis in a rainforest? <laughs> no, you've never been to the inner surface of this planet. Anyway, that's our show this time around. Who wants to plug a thing? But Eo's mom writes books. And and furthermore, furthermore, I released one just very recently that I co-authored with Jane Austen because Jane Austen is also out of copyright. And nice to release. It's so nice to see books being sent back out of. After a, Furthermore, rehabilitation, after a rehabilitation period. After rehabilitation of. Where all the characters Indeed. were portrayed as they were meant to be, as cats. As cats. <laughs> they are cats who walk around on their hind legs and have dances and do all of the partying and whatnot, and they have to have human servants because they are cats. They don't have thumbs. When they go to the party, cats. do they go to the, the hors d'oeuvre tr- table and knock everything off of it? They are civilized felines, and they would not do such a thing, because if they do such a thing, they might become feral. And if they become feral, then the magic that protects them would make them subject to things that are very annoying, like, you know, going into heat and stuff like that. So they try not to. They are oh, civilized. It's warrior cats, Finn. Oh, Please, no. Those are those are not cats. Those are not cats. And also, you, they don't do that. Uh, Ugh, please, no. You have a grudge against those books, huh? Just a tad. 
they're they're okay for what they are, but they are not cats. And Tail Chaser's song was Dread. I'm blanking on the author, but Tail Chaser's song spoiled me for all other cat fiction because that is good cat fiction. And I have, have never had something that, that parallels that now. And my cats are civilized felines. They act a lot like humans. Have you Except read, for the part where they get upset. Have you read the Aeronauts mm. Windless? I don't think so. Is it cat that's fiction? The Jim, but, that's the Jim Butcher one, right? Yes. Same guy who wrote the Dresden Files, but it is definitely not like the Dresden Files. It's There's a lot of world building that takes place. There are cats that are definitely cats. Mm. And I oh, can't Diane Dwayne's um, more without good. spoilers. Okay, Diane Dwayne does good cat stuff too. Um, the the her her cat wizards are pretty good. If you cat wizards, if yeah. you ask the cats, the cats are definitely the main characters of the story. The aeronauts windless. They don't even understand why it's called the aeronauts windless because they are not aeronauts and they don't care about the windlesses. Um, <laughs> and each cat specifically will tell you and, they are the main character. Duh. However, one of and them might actually things. be correct. What's that? And we're plugging things. So, Beth, right. why don't you tell us where we can acquire these? Well, the new one is not yet up on Amazon for reasons because uh, I'm going to be dinking around with the price a bit and it has to go out to all of the uh, little ones or else they'll get into a, a argument about which one has the lowest price. Uh, it'll be cheap, though. And it is going to be available in pretty much all of the uh, places, all the main places that libraries can get their ebooks. So you can ask them about that. You can find it at Smashwords. You can find it on Kobo. You can find it on the Apple Books and the Nook and wherever else Smashwords ships to. There, there are other little places. Um, I'm sure people would be able to do that if you had told us the name of the book and your name. Oh, my name is Elizabeth McCoy, and the name is Pride and Prejudice. I love that. This, Thank you. Thank this, you. dear listeners, is Beth, the person who threatens to hit people with a fish when they use puns. <laughs> but then they create this huh? gem of a book title. I just want to, to mention that these two events... These two statements I have made are true statements uh -huh. and leave it at that. But also speaking of books. Uh, one of my websites is bookofgen.net, I think it is. And yes. um, it's got a lot of stuff on there. I've been posting some videos from my Diablo 4 stuff, um, which take forever into day to upload, let me tell you, even after editing. So that's on there a little bit. I've been trying to add other stuff, but it's all kind of like when I have time sort of thing. But there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, I have people that like come to the site looking for the Nekoatsume cats, which I haven't posted in a long time, you know, things like that. Uh, and that's at um, bookofgen.net. I'm also the host of the Shattered Soulstone podcast at shatteredsoulstone.com. And that's about mostly now Diablo 4 and a little bit about uh, Microsoft trying to get the merger through the UK. And that's at uh, shatteredsoulstone.com. New episodes every week. And speaking of Patreon. Yes, we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Chicago Gaming. Help us keep the lights on so that we do not have to resort to privateering. Yeah! <laughs> I, I'm told there are many exciting openings in that line of work. 
Unfortunately, I was told this by a kobold with a tricorn hat. So it's fun to charter an accountant and sail the wide accountancy <laughs> to find, explore the funds offshore and skirt the shoals of bankruptcy. I understood that <laughs> reference. I don't know where it's from, but it was interesting. <laughs> anyway, patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on along with other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Shenshen, Walter, and patron emeritus Cindy. And until next time, this is Crash saying, Right, so, um, I'm pretty sure I've got the helm design worked out. Nope. We're never going to get off this planet. No one's ever going to come to a, up with a helm. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.